Welcome to the Worthy Writer edition of the Write Something Worthy podcast. Each month, we bring you an informative interview that helps you live your best life as an entrepreneur. Here on the Worthy Writer edition, we take a deeper dive into authorship topics through conversations with notable writers and quality industry professionals. And now, your host, Tanya Brockett. Welcome, Worthy Writers. Let me tell you a bit about our guest today. Kent Sanders is the founder of Inkwell Ghostwriting. He works with business leaders and entrepreneurs to create books and other content that grows their business and increases their authority. Kent is also the host of the Daily Writer podcast, as well as the founder of the Daily Writer Community, a membership group for writers. Join me now in my conversation with Kent. Today, we have with us Kent Sanders. And Kent, I have been looking forward to having you on this show because you have been instrumental to me in creating the Write Something Worthy podcast and just gaining the confidence that it takes to reach my tribe in a different way. And I just want to thank you publicly for that before we get into all the other fabulous things that you do for writers every day. Tommy, thanks so much for having me on the show. It has been an absolute blast over the last few months to see this podcast launch and to see you taking action and actually doing it, uh, which by the way is a dream a lot of people have starting your podcast, but you've done it. So congrats. It's been really, really fun to see your journey with this. And thanks for having me on the show. I consider it a huge honor. Oh, it's such a pleasure. And yes, it really is incredibly exciting to finally be on the air as it is, uh, as it were, for this podcast to write something worthy. I'm just so excited. So thank you so much for everything that you've done to help make that possible. So it's totally my pleasure. Well, you know, it's so interesting that we met because of the writing you know, that we're fellow ghostwriters. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that was the introduction that we had. So tell me about your writing work um, that you do for others, because, you know, a lot of people don't understand what us ghostwriters do. So I would love to hear your perspective and help our audience to understand what that means. Sure, thank you. So I tend to focus on nonfiction business books. That's kind of my bread and butter in terms of ghostwriting. Although I, I'm actually doing a memoir right now. I started a memoir for a veteran recently, and that's been a really, really interesting and very different project, but I, I absolutely love it because I, I love veterans, and I, that's a group that I actually I want to serve a lot more because I want to help tell their stories. So that's been fun. Um, but primarily it's been nonfiction business stuff and there's something really enjoyable for me about sitting down with a, with a client or a prospective client where we just walk through what is their unique perspective on their business or a topic that they want to uh, share with the world. And then how can we take your knowledge? How can we take your experience and content that you may have already produced? How can we put all that, together and create a book together that is really going to help change the world. It's going to help grow their business. It's going to help get their voice and their message out there. I find that to be just a really, really fun process. I know to a lot of people who are not in the writing space, 
sitting down and talking about books and talking about book outlines and those kind of things, that probably sounds like a nightmare. But for those of us in the ghostwriting space and, and in the writing world, I honestly take a lot of pleasure in that because I know that a book can help you accomplish things that you could never accomplish otherwise. There's still something magical, even in our digital world, about a book and what that book represents and how much effort goes into creating an awesome book. So I, I really love what I do, and it's it's just a blast. That's so wonderful, and it's so evident. And And what's so awesome is that I feel the exact same way. My primary ghostwriting client is also nonfiction business books. So it's yeah, it's yeah. exciting to be able to bring that out of them and to help them to um, to share something that is going to have a positive impact on the world. This is so wonderful, and that's why I look forward to being able to work with you on joint clients in the future because I just there's so much synchronicity here that. It's tremendous. It feels great. It feels great. So I'm so glad to have you here to talk about that. One of the things that I am totally amazed by is your ability to have a daily writer's podcast. Oh, my gosh. Weekly is quite enough. The thought of doing something daily just (laughs) blows my mind. Can you tell me about your daily writing life podcast? Sure. And, you know, it's funny. I do get that comment sometimes, uh, mostly from other podcasters who do a weekly show. Uh, that, that's who, you know, the people who are in the podcasting space know that a podcast is time consuming to produce. It takes a lot of emotional energy and time to plan. You're doing interviews just like we're doing now. So a daily show seems, you know, you would look at that and go, why would anybody want to subject themselves to, <laughs> to doing something yeah. that insane? But but I love doing it because it really forces me to create a lot of content. So pretty much none of my episodes go to waste in terms of it's very rare that I create an episode and it just stays as an episode. I always am doing different things with that material. For example, uh, on, on Saturdays I do interviews and that content pretty much stays on the podcast, but everything else I reuse other places. Like uh, my Sunday episodes typically are a little bit longer. I'm teaching some kind of content, whether it's related to mindset or writing or productivity. And I reuse that material in my daily writer membership community. I might use that for a teaching session or I might use it as a book chapter in something or uh, a talk or a workshop or something. And then my Monday through Friday episodes are little bitty short ones. They're about two minutes long. And those are actually going to be daily entries in a book that I'm working on that will come out next year called The Daily Writer. It'll be 366 meditations on writing and creativity and so forth. So a daily podcast really for me is a way to just create content as I go along. It's kind of like forcing myself to do it because otherwise I, I won't do it. So the podcast for me is a way to set up the expectation for my listeners that hey, Kent's going to be putting out an episode every day. And when I know that that expectation's there, it's really hard for me to want to let them down because I know people are waiting for it and they're expecting it and they're going to be listening. So it's kind of a way to keep myself accountable. That All that being said, though, I will confess to you, Tanya, that it, it is sometimes a struggle to get that sucker done. And I do put in a lot of hours into it. I put in a lot of time. In fact, just 
uh, I think it was Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so, and this is, by the way, a way that I often create podcast content, uh, particularly for my daily, my, I'm sorry, for my weekday short episodes, is I will have a quote that I'm going to riff on. And then I have those on my phone. I, I use the Scrivener app for, for writing primarily. So I have those set up to go in Scrivener. And I take about an hour walk and I just dictate those episodes. Uh, sometimes the drafts are really rough. But when I get back home after an hour, I've got typically five or 10 episodes that I have dictated and I've got something to work with. So that's how I create a lot of that content is I, I walk around and I dictate it and then I edit it, clean it up and then do the rest of the podcast stuff from there. Wow. That it is a big commitment. I, it is. Yeah. I'm still, I am absolutely amazed. And it is also a very good lesson that you're teaching here about repurposing content. Yeah, that totally, is totally. So important, and it's so helpful when you think about um, one of the services, for example, that I used to provide for a lot of my clients is the content chunking, right? So you take their book that you've just edited and you pull out pieces of it that they can use in their social media post or uh, in their blog post, repurposing their content, right? Absolutely. So you've, you've given a perfect example of being able to do that. Now, taking your daily quotes and affirmations, meditations, and what have you that you give to the daily writer, that is going to be a tremendous book that you're going to be able to share. So you're going to have something coming out next year that's going to do that for us? Is that right? It is. That Yes, I'm tentatively planning on that being released in October of next year, so uh, October 2022, which I know seems like a long ways away, but basically I'm just creating this content. I'm creating five daily entries a week, essentially, on my podcast. So it's going to take me until sometime next spring to have all those done, and then I'm going to spend a few months uh, working with some beta readers, you know, testing it out, obviously revising it, really getting it up to snuff and so forth. So I probably could have it done next spring very easily, but I really wanted to wait until October to release it because quarter four is when most book sales happen. Um, you know, if you're going to do a book release, quarter four is a great time to do it. But mine is also very much geared toward a annual kind of a process. So I wanted to create a book that a writer would use every year for 10 years. That was kind of what I'm setting out to do. Uh, something that is timeless, uh, at least as much as I can make it, and something that really became their daily companion to inspire them, to give them a little something to think about, a little shot of a little spark of creativity or whatever, whatever it might be. So that's kind of, I'm really taking a while to craft this. I wanted to make something really, really special. I would be proud of. So it, it's taken a while to put it together, but I think it's going to be pretty cool when it's done. Oh, it sounds like it. And I appreciate so many things in that. One, the fact that you are, you could quickly throw something together that takes all these little notes of yours and just put it out there, right? But no, you are choosing to produce something worthy. You are creating something of quality that's going to have a long life to it. And I think that's so important for 
authors to remember. You don't want to just throw something out there quickly, sloppily, <laughs> without editors and without, you know, being formatted and structured properly. You really want something of quality because it's going to be out there forever. Even yeah. if you publish a new edition, right? Whatever went out there first, somebody is going to have that. <laughs> It's so going to be on Amazon forever. <laughs> exactly. There are no take backs. So don't rush out there putting something sloppy out there. Make it a quality product that is worthy of you, worthy of your legacy, worthy of your reputation, and worthy of the reader's time to spend time with it. Yeah, sure thing. I I think that's a really, really important point as well is – we've got to respect our readers and we're doing it for the readers. I mean, I mean, obviously part of this is for us and we want to make income from our books and all that stuff. But, but ultimately to me, all this is about serving the world and, and leaving something, you know, it's about leaving the world a better place than you found it. And writing is the way that we writers do this primarily. So we have a responsibility to our readers to create the best thing that we can possibly create and it does take time. It takes energy and effort. So that's why I love the title of this show, Write Something Worthy. I mean, man, if ever there was a mantra for writers, you've got it right there. Ah, thank you so much. And, and I absolutely feel that very same way. So that is, ah, there is so much synergy here. I just love having you here. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> one of the... Uh, things that I saw in your uh, book, The Artist's Suitcase, yes, was, um, was a concept that I absolutely love. When you uh, open up a, your book or you look at your uh, page to start writing, you either face a monster or a muse. Can you, yes, tell, right. can you tell the readers, uh, the listeners about that? I just think it's fabulous. Yeah, that, that whole concept really, I don't even remember where I came up with that concept. I might have even borrowed it from somewhere. Uh, I'm going to give it like a 50-50 chance that I stole that from somewhere. Even if I did, <laughs> I, don't know where, I don't know where I got it from. But, but anyway, the concept is whenever we come to the blank page, we're looking at, we're looking at something that we can determine what we want it to be. We can determine whether we're looking at this monster that is sitting there growling at us calling us names like you're not worthy, you're not a writer, you know, all, all the all the horrible things anybody ever said to us, <laughs> even back when we were kids. For some reason, whenever we sit down to write, they all come flooding back into our brains. I don't know why that is. But we can sit there and yeah. listen to that monster, or we can we can instead choose to listen to the muse, which of course goes back, you know, to many thousands of years ago in, in Greek uh Greek mythology, which is this concept of this this other kind of force, this uh, whether you want to call it something spiritual or whatever you want to call it, it's it's this other entity that is that is feeding us goodness, creativity, wonderful ideas, whatever labels you want to put on it. So you can choose which which you're going to listen to. I would rather listen to the muse personally because that's going to bring good things into my life rather than listening to the monster, which is projecting horrible things into my life. But the cool thing is that as writers, we get to choose. 
what voice we listen to. And sometimes I think it's really hard to shut off that monster voice, but we can. And I think a big part of that is listening to podcasts like this one, right? Something worthy, you know, again, what a good mantra for writers. Even the title of your podcast alone is speaking goodness into people's lives. So that's kind of what that concept is about. I still face it every time I sit down to write, but I think what professionals do is we decide we're not going to listen to the monster. We're going to kick that sucker off the desk and get on with our life and do the work that we are supposed to be doing. So I don't think that being a professional in our space has anything to do with not feeling fear. I think it has everything to do with, we still feel fear. We still feel intimidated. We still feel in over our heads much of the time, but we're going to do the work anyway. And we're just going to sit down and get it done. And that's, that's what professionals do. That is so right. And, you know, I mentioned in uh, another podcast episode about the mindset of a bestseller and uh, a program of, that I have of the same name. But when I have been um, introduced to a lot of new writers throughout my, you know, I've been doing this for over a decade, and new writers come in and that mindset, that monster is usually sitting on their shoulders when they first meet with me. And yeah, yeah. They, you know, that monster is saying, "Oh, you are horrible. You're not a good writer. What are you thinking? You can't write a book. Nobody's going to listen to you." All of those things are just whispering or growling in their ear. And oftentimes, a lot of my coaching work is to help them to get rid of those monsters, right? To help them to yeah. adjust their mindset so that they can truly believe, choose to believe that they can be successful as a writer and as an author. So it is so true that those monsters still exist oftentimes, and we have to just choose to believe something different than what those monsters are telling us. Exactly, so, exactly. Couldn't agree more. Very, yeah, very good point. It's, an, it's a big issue for a lot of writers, and not just, you know, after, you know just for the first book. Because sometimes it, those monsters come back, just like you said, even with professional writers, they have to deal with that on a regular basis. I think one of the benefits of doing client work, and I know that not everybody listening to this is, is going to be a ghostwriter necessarily or doing freelance writing or client work. But one of the main benefits that I have taken away from doing client work is that you don't have the luxury of having writer's block whenever you're doing client work. You've got to sit down and you have to get the work done on a schedule. And I have learned so much from that process that I have been able to apply to my own writing. You know, because when you're, when you're writing your own books, there's nobody, that's typically had, there's nobody that typically has you on a deadline unless you're, you have a publisher waiting for you and that kind of a thing. But typically, you're kind of doing it on your own terms and on your own timeline. But I, I think it's so beneficial to do client work because it teaches you to produce on demand. And you don't, you kind of sit down and you go, I don't have time for the monsters today. The monster can take a hike because I've got to produce this chapter for a client. I got to produce this article and you just sit down and you get to work. And that's all there is to it. You know, writing is at its core. Writing is really a blue collar job. It's no different than what a plumber does or a car mechanic or an attorney or anybody else. You just show up and you, and you get it done. And that's ultimately, I think the way that we have to look at it. 
Well, that's true. And what, even if you're just an author who is trying to produce their own work, you need to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to block out time to write your book. And one of the ways that, you know, it seems to me one of the great values that you add is creating a community where that is fostered. Tell us about your daily writers community and what kinds of exciting things happen in there. Sure. Thanks, Tanya. Appreciate that. So the daily writer community is basically it's the kind of community that I always wanted to have, but I can never find. So I just decided to create my own. And it probably sounds like there's a little bit of arrogance in that. And it had nothing to do with arrogance. It's just the fact of I really wanted to be a part of something like what we've created, but I couldn't find it. So what I decided to, to do is uh, I did a beta launch of this last November, December, and then we've been open for a few months. This group is really for writers who who wants to be around a group of high-achieving authors, writers, freelancers. There's a couple of ghostwriters in the group, including myself. And they want to be a part of this community where we talk about our goals. We do writing sprints every week. We have guest experts. Um, really, we're a learning community, and we talk about our goals and what we're working on. We help each other be more successful. And it's just a really, really supportive place for writers. We're very positive and encouraging. So. I just I wanted to create a space where people could come and kind of be around other writers because, you know, let's face it, the only people who really understand us are other writers. <laughs> they understand kind of mm -hmm. what we're about and what we're trying to achieve. And this is intentionally right. a small group. We have a couple dozen people in there right now. I'm capping this at 100 people ever total because I want wow. that intimacy and that that relationship I think is so vital to, to just building good, good friendships with people. It's hard to do that in a group of 3,000 people, but it's way mm -hmm. easier in a group of 50 or 75 or 100 people. Wow. So our listeners better hurry up and get over there. Where do they go to become a part of this community? How can they apply? They can go to dailywriterlife.com slash community. And basically, that's the sales page there. I've got lots of info about it. And then there's a button at the bottom of that page where you can click to apply. You do have to apply. And the reason that I want people to apply is really to maintain quality standards in the group. So not just anybody can click a buy button and get into the group. Uh, in fact, I talked to somebody recently who they went into the group, but they weren't a good fit. So, so they're not in the group, not because they were a bad person, just because they just they weren't going to be a good fit for various reasons. So this is a highly curated group where I'm always looking for people who are positive. They have uh, they're very oriented toward achieving their goals with their writing. They're going to do the work, but they're also going to show up and they're going to contribute to the community. So one of the the most important values of the daily writer community is generosity. In fact, we've got somebody who just launched a book in the group last week. And all of us are there cheering her on. We're promoting it online. We're buying copies. We're supporting what she's doing. And I love that because I think at the, at the end of the day, what we do in business and in our writing, it has to be about generosity and about adding value and about supporting others. So that's kind of a little bit about what the group is. The link again is dailywriterlife.com slash 
community. That sounds excellent. It really does because, you know, you talked about, you know, creating something and making that sound arrogant. The reality is that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do. If you can't find it, create it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, moan and complain that, oh, gee, there's nothing out there that can do this, that, and the other. Okay, create it. If you want it, make it. So I compliment you and commend you for getting that done. Thank you. I appreciate it. And curating it. Keeping that quality, making sure that there are people in there who really want to write something worthy and add value to others who are doing so. I think that's a, a very positive approach to take. So thank you for that. And thank you for letting Absolutely. our listeners in on that so that they have an opportunity to apply. Tell me something about you, just aside from your work and aside from uh, your writing even, what are some books that you might pick up when you have downtime as if that ever occurred? Uh, what, what kind of books do you tend to like to read yourself? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. And I, I do definitely have downtime, um, probably not as much as I would like to, although I have more since literally I just resigned from my day job and I'm focusing full time on ghostwriting. I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that's that. So exciting. Um, it's been a very interesting journey because I've been teaching at this college for 17 years. I've been ghostwriting for a few years and doing freelance work. But, you know, this, this is where I went to college uh, as a student back in the early 90s. This is a place where me and my wife met. And I have a lot of memories here. So I'm, it's, been a, it's been a good transition, but it's also a little bit challenging to move out of something that you're so familiar with. Even though you're heading towards something that is um, more challenging, it's, it's exciting, all those things, it's still kind of an interesting transition to kind of go into your own business full time, but it's been good. Um, but you mentioned, you mentioned uh, some books that I would love to read. One of the things that people might be surprised that I love to read is comic books and graphic novels. And I've always wow. been a huge, a huge comic book nerd my whole life. I mean, as a kid, I read all the Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, all that stuff. And I still I don't subscribe to anything necessarily, but I still love all that stuff because I love the visual medium of comics and how if you want to be a comic book writer, you have to use an economy of words to get across dialogue, storytelling, plot points, so forth. And I just find that it's it's such a really fun medium that I really, really love a good graphic novel. And uh, I just, I love the storytelling elements of it. But in addition to that, I really love military history. Really? Uh, my dad's a Vietnam veteran, and uh, I love reading stories about World War II, Vietnam, Civil War, all kinds of military stuff. And I, I, I love it because you learn a lot, obviously, about history, but you also, you're, you're learning about people in their worst and best moments. You know, whenever you're in a, in a war or a military conflict situation, that brings out the worst and the best in humanity. So I love those stories just because they're so intense. And um, I, I think you can just learn a lot from a really well-written book that concerns, you know, war or military or those kinds of things. So those are a couple things that I really love to read. Do you think, do you see yourself 
as a ghostwriter, working with a veteran to bring out a military story. Yes, actually, I just started a book a couple months ago with a veteran. Uh, this is a oh, gentleman a memoir. Who mm-hmm. fought, yeah, who fought in Afghanistan, and we're we're kind of telling his story. And this is a genre I'd like to get more into, honestly. Uh, this is kind of a, a I'm dipping my toe into that water just to see how it goes, but it's been wonderful so far. So I'm, I'm hoping that I can do more books like this. Wow. Well, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I have uh, family members who are in the military. I've never been in myself, but there is a lot to share uh, the learning that can come out from an experience in the military, the situations, the things that you have to overcome, quite frankly, uh, coming out of the military. Uh, oh, so there's a lot for us to learn there. I want to jump back to the fact that now you, uh, you've taken the leap, that you've left the day job behind, and now you are a full-fledged entrepreneur running on your own fuel, and I am so incredibly excited for you about that. Well, thank you so that much. Is. It's been something I've been thinking about for a while. But um, wow. just this, the, really the past few months, uh, things kind of aligned for me to be able to do that. So, so yeah, I'm happy to chat more about that if you like. Uh, really, whatever you like to talk about, that, I'm definitely game for it. Yeah, that's, well, you know, I've been in entrepreneurship for, geez, I don't know, almost 20 years. And I've also helped, uh, what I call my past life, was a director of small business development centers, both in the state of Virginia and the state of Maryland. And so I've helped thousands of businesses to be launched, to get financed, to grow, to harvest. And so entrepreneurship has been running through my veins for many years now. So whenever I hear of someone who has taken that leap, as long as they look first, which it appears you have, <laughs> um, it can be a real exciting journey. So I, I'm just excited for you. And that that journey takes you into writing because you already give so much to the writing community, both with your uh, Daily Writers Life podcast and uh, the Daily Writers community. My goodness, you are ingrained in that. And I could see how you'll be able to, quite frankly, monetize a lot of that, uh, to be honest, over time, because you have so much of value to offer. Thank you. I, I appreciate so. that. And that's, that is definitely part of the part of the plan is monetization of different aspects of it. Uh, the Daily Writer community is, uh, of course, I've already, I'm already monetizing that. But, uh, you know, the price of that will go up over time. Um, and I want to introduce different products and more of my own books and courses and so forth. But you got to start somewhere. And I think part of this whole entrepreneur thing is just get started and take action. And don't wait around until you have everything figured out. Just take the next step. And whatever you create is probably not going to be that great to begin with. But you, you've got to create that first thing that's mediocre so you can then build on something from there. Absolutely. That is terrific. 
I really, truly appreciate all of your time with me so far today. And I want to just ask you again, um, what is the, well, I don't know if I asked you this before. <laughs> you you told people how to get a part, become a part of your community, but I haven't asked, how can they get in touch with you? How can they learn more about you? The best way is to connect with me on social media. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just search Kent Sanders. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, although I'm not super active on Instagram. Or you can email me, which is um, kent at dailywriterlife.com. Or you can also go to my website, which is dailywriterlife.com as well. And, um, yeah, those are, I would say those are definitely the best ways. Well, I look forward to all the fabulous things that you're going to continue to create in the world, both for writers and um, you know, for readers in general, for all of the great things that you're going to be uh, putting out there, like your book that we'll have to look out for in October of 2022. <laughs> Absolutely. I've got one or two more coming before that as well, uh, some smaller ones, hopefully. So, wow. yeah, got, got a flood of things coming out the next couple of years. Wow, that is incredible. So thank you so much, Kent, for not all you've done for me, but also all that you do for writers every day um, in Thank you. many, many ways. I really appreciate your being on the Write Something Worthy podcast today. Thank you. Thanks, Tanya. It has absolutely been my pleasure. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast with Tanya Brockett. If you would like to know more about today's topic, find show notes, relevant links, and more at writesomethingworthy.com. Have a question or something to add to the conversation? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. Please take a moment to leave an honest review on your favorite podcast platform. These reviews help us to improve our show and help us to spread the word. If you know anyone who would enjoy these episodes, please share it with them. Have a wonderful week and we hope you join us next Wednesday for another fabulous episode.